we're back from camp or we're in the last week of camp. And I just wanted to give people who were at camp, if they didn't know about Design Recharge, I wanted them to know that they can come and they can do this too. Every week we do this at this time, usually unless there's a special uh, thing. Uh, so I'm really excited to have my friend Anat Rodan, and she is one of the speakers at camp this year. And she did, gave an amazing uh, presentation, uh, an amazing talk. And but she's talking about something else here. This is this is the stuff she does, and has lit her up. But I kind of want her to her to describe where she's come from. Um, and she was a designer and loved design, super passionate about design many, many years, but then lost that fever, lost that passion. And, and some of us are right there with you. I know Dylan's here and out and he's in outside of Columbus or in Columbus, Ohio, and he's been designing for as long as we've been designing. And, you know, it's where we aren't the straight out of college kids, right? So we've been around. And so maybe some of us are hitting that wall or hitting that like where the passion may be. You, you've had to find other things. Uh, and this is one of the, this is the one of the things I can't wait for you to talk about. So Anat, can you take us through kind of your beginning of your career and then, and how you came to America and what you've kind of done? Give us a little bit of your background. Sure. So I used to be a graphic designer for 25 years, two and a half decades. And I opened my own studio fresh out of school in Israel. And when I moved here to LA, I started working with agencies, different agencies, because I wanted to know how it is, because I didn't get to do it in Israel and I wanted this experience. And it was wonderful. But then after 9-11, I moved uh, home and I started freelancing for agencies and some clients. And at some point, I just lost my passion and for design. And it's, I freaked out because design was everything to me. I mean, I lived and breathed design, everything. And, um, you know, I did it since I remembered myself. And on my journey to find my passion, I found brand strategy. How did you find brand strategy? Like how many years ago can you, and I mean, you'd been, you'd been doing it. You just maybe didn't know what it was called. Right. Oh, definitely. Okay. Brand strategy was something <clears throat> I was looking for all my career. I mean, I didn't know it had a name. I didn't know what it was. But when I found it was, oh my gosh, like a hard moment for me. Cause I mean, I found it through Christo. And actually the first video I think was that I saw from Christo was about a logo and pricing logos. And oh my gosh, she was the first one talking about prices and it blew me away. Um, and then I was looking at Sagi Havid He's an Israeli guy. He works in New York. He's uh, creating logos. And he's a good looking guy. I said, oh my gosh, he's an Israeli guy. Wow, such a good looking guy. So I watched the video. <laughs> and instead of falling in love with Sagi, I fell in love with Chris. I mean, not literally. I fell in love with what Chris is standing for, how he's sharing his contact, 
uh, content and uh, everything he's uh, teaching everybody. Um, so it really registered with me. And I started um, just looking around at everything he offers and I found core. And after I uh, found So explain, core, explain what core is, because core is kind of like a, yes. a brand strategy kind of frameworks or- right. It is a framework, but more, I feel toward this, more toward design rather than digging really deep into the business. That's what I felt. Um, so I was looking to find some more depth and um, I wasn't sure I need to reinvent the wheel. So I found Melinda's, uh, Melinda's uh, videos. And then actually we met uh, like when the pandemic started at the, uh, at the meet at the future. And I asked her if she has any videos on how she's running strategy. And she said, actually, I'm going to have a course. So I signed up for her bootcamp and it was mind blowing. It rocked my world. Like and when was this? When, when was your world rocked? Because at this point you found right. brand strategy. Had you, had you gotten the itch? Like you'd gotten the love kind of start, started oh, yeah, coming yeah. back? Okay. Um, actually, yeah, for design, no, I did design, but it wasn't great. Uh, so I, I let it be and I just did uh, core a little bit. And then when I met Melinda and took the boot camp, oh my gosh, I started doing, I started doing uh, run strategy for strategists. And um, the first time I uh, created uh, the, uh, the visual design after doing strategy, I was in a complete awe. I was in shock because everything fell in the right place. You know, I managed to connect all the dots. Everything was so natural and organic. It blew my mind. So I found my passion again, but it was different. I don't do everything. Uh, I uh, chose to do, I mean, I'm doing, I have this process. I'll share about it the process a little bit later, but I do the brandscape, I do the, um, the logo and uh, the style guide. That's what I do for my clients. So after so many years, I decided to concentrate on that, but I'm doing everything. But it definitely brought my passion back. So I'm happy where I am. <laughs> okay, so then explain a little bit what you do now and what does a typical yeah. client look like? So you, you went from doing, still doing design, doing logos and um, right. uh, uh, standards manuals or how to use the logo, kind of uh, what the vision was for that. How did it change? Because you're not necessarily doing that now. No, actually what I do now is much broader because this journey took me, <laughs> you know, I thought the strategy is a tool to translate design, I mean, to get to the design. But it's, you know, I found that it's a transformation tool. Uh, I also found coaching through doing strategy. Actually, I'm uh, in, the process, in the process of learning on, of how to be a coach. I'm doing it for the past six months. It's a year long uh, course. So today I coach creatives. I help them create the wonderful life they always wanted 
to have and the brand they always dreamed about. I teach how to translate brand strategy into design. Because you saw a hole, right? Oh, Because there definitely. Was a... Oh my gosh. So tell them, yeah. tell them a little bit about that. Or is that, are you going to talk about that in what you're going to teach us? No, I, yeah. What happened when I found this amazing place where my, I found my passion again, I shared it with other strategists. And you know how you do something for such a long time and you think, oh my gosh, you know, it's common. Everybody's doing it. And they found it interesting and thrilling. So I said, oh my gosh, maybe there's something there that I can help other people do. And when Because it I, wasn't so common, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's a lesson for everybody. Definitely. Um, but um, what happened was I... Uh, I started sharing it and I was talking about that and people loved it. And I thought, oh my gosh, now they can take it and use it and apply it to their process. But people wanted to know more and learn more. That's why I came up with this uh, workshop. I mean, I did a survey. I asked tons of questions. I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit later. Uh, but I found out that there are many gaps that I can fill and and teach and um i loved it so i'm i'm helping my people i mean i'm helping me mm. in the past yeah and it's awesome it's really i love it I love so it. i love i love that something that we all can take from this in into who we serve is that one you know a lot about it and some of the things that you're doing other people maybe don't know so Paul's a book designer. People who are writing books don't know all the things that right. Paul's putting in because Paul spent a lot of time becoming an expert at this. Right. So you have found a hole. You, you found holes from com, uh, conversations with your audience. And I think that it, a lot of things, it's, this is just, if you're in a vacuum, you're not going to have these conversations with your clients and you're not really going to know what's missing or what they already know, because you may want to teach, you know, bananas and they already know bananas. They need oranges. They don't know anything orange, you know? So I think that it is through these conversations, you did surveys, which I think you're going to talk to us about. And these are things that we can implement. So yeah, I'm excited. And Definitely. so Vance has, And that courage to put it out there, plant those seeds and others with whom that, with whom resonates water. Hmm. I, I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means? I'm not sure. I, I don't. See okay. No, I, maybe it's just who needs that kind of fertilizer. Who no, needs I think, your... you know, Van gave me the first opportunity to speak in front of people. You have to understand, I was in my mind, my brain for 25 years. That's what I knew. I mean, the first opportunity that I had was given to me by Van, and I will always thank her for that. I mean, I decided I have to jump and do what I love because there's no other way. Community is so important. I mean, we can't do it without community. Yeah. She says other people help you grow the idea. And I think it's yeah. from those conversations. Sorry. I totally yeah. butchered it there. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, Van, sorry about that. Okay, just to re for y'all to remember, just make sure in the in the chat you can always ask questions. I will um, pop in with your questions. Just make sure it says um, all panelists and attendees. And just so you know, this shirt, uh, Chris is commenting on the shirt. This is a wild routed shirt. This they are one of the sponsors for Camp D and John Ingles, um, and I think D made all these. But it, isn't it awesome? It's an awesome it's shirt. Beautiful. Anyway, you it can matches your glasses. Oh, it does. Wildrouted.com or wildrooted, R-O-U-T-E-D. Anyway, I'll put I'll put the link. I, so I wanted to, and they're super soft, just so you know. Anat, are you ready to teach us what you're going to teach us? Yes, I'm ready. Are you guys ready? We're ready. And there's an exercise after. So what what do they need for this exercise? Maybe they take notes during or 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 or. What what would they need? I mean, it'll be a clear when we're doing the exercise. Right. What would they need to gather? Paper, a pen, and open uh, Pinterest. And I don't know if they will have time other than collect some images, but it's a fun visual exercise. Okay. Okay, okay cool. we're ready. We're going to talk about how to translate brand strategy into visual design. When I discovered brand strategy, I was at a low point in my life, as I said before. Creating beautiful designs while being everything to everybody didn't work for me anymore. So after 25 years as a lead designer, I was losing my passion for design. And it was a hard fact to accept. So on my journey to find it back, I found brand strategy. After making the process my own, I stepped away from the design world. I was helping people get clarity and move forward with their businesses. The first time I created brand identity, after running strategy, I was in awe. I was completely taken by what the strategy did to my design ability. I found my passion again, but it was different as I mentioned. There was magic, there is this magic that happened between running strategy and creating a brandscape. Everything came together in such an organic and natural way. It blew my clients, other strategists and myself away. This magic is what I want to share with you today. So think about a time when you ran strategy with a client. If you never ran brand strategy before, Please bear with me. I'm going to explain all the strategy exercises. So you had a great connection with your client. You helped her get a lot of clarity on how to go forward. You came up with unique and interest, interesting projects together. You were invested. She was invested. The brand book and the roadmap you created was of high value. You even had a vision of how the brand should look but you didn't feel confident that you can truly bring it to life. Mm. You weren't sure how to create a clear alignment between strategy and design, or how to translate the strategy words and abstract ideas into visuals. Imagine having a step-by-step -step process to translate brand strategy into visual design that applies to every client in every workshop you run. So this is the client we're going to talk about today. 
The company's name is Cataplasma, the Holistic Branding Consultancy. And my challenge was helping them figure out their uniqueness and how to stand out in the market, how much they should charge for their services, prioritize their existing and future products, and what marketing strategy to use for each, create a brand identity that reflects who they are and speaks to the mind and heart of their clients. After a strategy, they started communicating who they truly are. They had a tribe already, but they wanted to attract new people. After the rebrand, their website visit doubled, their Instagram followers grew in 25% and Facebook in 10%. So my mom won't know what K- KPs are. So could you it's tell her what? It's cataplasma. Sorry. Oh, oh, cataplasma. Okay, name. I got you. I'm sorry. Oh, no, got sorry. you. Thank I'm you for you. asking. Uh, they tripled their prices. They plan to move to the countryside for the past seven years or so. And they eventually did. And they launched a Facebook group and their first book in a series of four. And the ripple effect is still in progress. Um, I have to say, it's a wonderful feeling to see how much they grew because of our co-created strategy and the rebrand and definitely their hard work. It, you know, it doesn't happen just because. Um, I also wanted to mention that together we created their logo and their style guide, everything else they did themselves. That's why I said, you know, that's what I chose to do. I also work with a lot of strategists and designers and they know how to apply everything. So this is the process I use to translate brand strategy to visual design. Step one, condense brand strategy. Step two, translate words into images. Step three, create visual design. Step one, condense brand strategy. There are three steps to condense brand strategy. The first step, is to capture the brand essence. You start by examining the company from the inside out to capture its essence. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it and how it makes them feel. So is that what, what? essence is uh, essentially? Like the what, how it makes people feel? I think so, I think it's a core. I always think Sorry. when An- Anat is drinking her huge glass of water that yeah. Anat is either a really, really tiny person. Show them how big <laughs> that glass is again. But it's not. We had a... It's a really a big glass. Water. Yeah. It's a huge <laughs> glass. I'm sorry. I know it. No, no. I think it's great. It, it's a... I think it's a, a funny break. Okay. So, so, but yes. the essence of... It's of, the core. It's the core idea of the mm. company. So... Okay. What I wanted to say is that, you know, you want to communicate, sorry, who the company is and why it exists. You're looking for the core, the central idea of the company. And you base the look and feel on that idea. People connect to stories. Mm-hmm. Everyone's story begins at the intersection of, companies, of the company's truth and its customers' needs. Did I answer your question, Diane? Yes, yes. Yes, okay, I'm just so how, trying yeah. to make it clear for like my mom. Of course. So how do you do that? You use the why question. You dig deep into your client and her business backstory. Then you'll use the uniqueness exercise. 
It's a discussion about what makes a company unique and stand out in the market. Uh, our example for Cataplasma's essence is Techie Shaman. The owner, Sebastian, is a marketer and a healer, and he's very spiritual. This is the reason of the existence of his company and why people are attracted to him. The second step to condense brand strategy is to define the look and feel goals. You need to know where you're headed before you start the design. While you work on the brand identity, you need to refer to your goals and make sure you're always aligned with them. Knowing where you're headed will save you time and give you the needed constraints to, constraints to build a specific, unique, and flexible system. How do you do that? You're going to use the brand attributes exercise. In this exercise, you find words that describe who your client, client's brand is, who they serve, and what makes them unique. You're also going to use the brand gauge exercise. It defines the personality of the brand on a spectrum, which other brands are they like, and how do they compare to their competition. This is the example for Cataplasma's look and feel goals. Modern, but not stiff. Natural, but not drab. Rustic, but not rough. Refined, but not luxurious. Serious, but playful. Be specific. Paint a picture of what the brand look and feel is and what it's not. Diana, I saw a look on your face. Do you have a question? Nope. I just like that. Um, I like that you're defining not just modern, natural, rustic. So this is something that I hadn't ever thought about giving that extra, but not. So I don't know if that that seems like a really nice, uh, a nice play, because sometimes the words on their own are not enough. Uh, if we said natural or refined. Right. So I love this, but not. I, I just hasn't, haven't ever seen this. So I'm just writing it down. Yes, cool. There's one more thing. You know, when you say modern, you mean one thing. When I say modern, I mean something else. And it, it works, you know, the same for your client. You never know. That's why you want to be specific and ask the right question. Um, the third step to condense brand strategy is to distill the look and feel. You're going to build a unique look and feel by finding repeated patterns in words, insights, and ideas you came up with during the strategy sessions. The look and feel is based on juxtaposing two words that represent the brand to inspire images and create interest. The words you come up with need to carry enough ambiguity to allow the design to expand and evolve to grow with the company. How do you do that? You'll collect the words you came up with in the strategy and look for repeated patterns, a connection between certain words that paint the picture of the brand. This is Cataplasma's example. Words that represent refined, modern, high performance, leader, clear, clean, words that represent simplicity, natural, subtle, rustic, also clean, clear, modern. The words nurture, nurturing, collaborative, empowering, empathy, 
healer, spiritual, are connected to purity in my mind. Therefore, they're connected to simplicity. But I have so a question. In, yeah. So all these words, are these words that they were saying that they yes. were describing? So yes. it has that question also. Where yeah. do these words come from? Are, are these from words the that have been repeated yes. by them? Exactly. And exactly. so you're not taking like one word and then doing like a thesaurus on them? No. Right? Okay. I'm thinking okay, what they said. I mean, I had more words. I just didn't want, but you know, the main idea, your intuition, but I, you know, it's the why question. It's, it's all the exercises we did together about their brand, about who they are. That's why, you know, you need to dig really deep. That's really? that strategy part, right? This is the right, stuff that yes. you're getting in the core, yes. in the discovery, exactly. these kind of during strategy. Exactly. So that, and then you're putting it together like this. So then right. refined simplicity is something that all of these, um, that you came up with refined simplicity. Right. Okay. Right. Yes. That's and your this, brain. Right. It's, and these two words need to pull and create interest. I can see it in any fine art that I look at. It needs interest. There's something there that catches your eye. And mm. for me, it's always this, this, this thing that is really, you know, like exploding together and pulls off of each other. Hmm. Okay. It create, create this uh, tensity. Step two, translate words into images. There are three steps to translate words into images. The first step is to create an empathy map. You want to make sure you know exactly who the company's ideal customer is. What does she think, say, do, and feel? You want to put yourself in her shoes and dig deeper. What does she see, hear, touch, taste, and smell? What does her day look like? Then you start translating the ideal customer experience into tangible images. Your client's customers are the most precious asset she has. You design the brand identity to talk directly to them, to make them fall in love and stay in love with your brand story and products or services the company offers. How do you do that? You use the customer persona exercise. It is about the characteristics of, a company, of the company's ideal customer. Who is she? What does she do? and what are her wants and needs. Cataplasma's ideal client is Justin. He's a passionate artist who's working as a software architect. His goals are to live off the wearable art he's creating, traveling and being location free. He wants to feel appreciated, recognized and valued. He wants to help others overcome hard time through art. He's 35 single and lives in Austin, Texas. The second step to translating words into images is to create a brandscape. You're building an intense mood board to give your client a quick look at where you're headed with the design. You want to make sure you're on the same page and get her blessing to go forward. Do you always do that step? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's helped you be successful. Did you do that all throughout even long time no. ago? You know, I didn't know I was doing it. I always did 
kind of of a brandscape, not intentionally. That's how you know my brain works. But I came up. Let me finish because I came oh, up sorry. with uh, some. No, no, no. It's okay. Some steps before to make it easier. That because I know that for some designers and strategists, a brandscape is a huge deal. So let me let me talk about how I get there. Small steps. So mm-hmm. creating a brandscape is a quick way to align with your client before submerging yourself in the actual design. The idea is to save time and money for both of you. How do you do that? First, create visual inspiration boards to show your client the vision for the design. After discussing the visual boards with your clients, curate existing images and tell the story of the brand. Then create the brandscape. So this is what I was talking about. This is the small steps to go to the brandscape. So this is the visual inspiration board for the cataplasma that came directly from what we discussed in the strategy. So cataplasma is all about their people, as I said, nature and spirituality. People are attracted to them because of that. Their big vision is to have a world that humans live in harmony with nature. So I turn to their world to create their brand. The connection to nature, you know, the Venus project that I will talk about it a little bit later in the next slide, I think. Uh, Platonic solid shapes, the perfect ratio here, Mm -hmm. and the founder favorite superhero, Iron Man. Okay, so for the patterns, I got inspired from the futuristic buildings of the Venus Project here. So the Venus Project is an organization that proposes a plan, plan of action for social change, a holistic, global, socioeconomic system that works toward a peaceful and sustainable global civilization. So my process here was moving from the Venus Venus project and the futuristic buildings to existing ones, to 3D patterns, to simpler 2D pattern. That's what I did for the patterns. Then for the shapes and colors, I got inspired from their love of nature and caring for a better world, Iron Man, the platonic solids, here, the, and the perfect ratio. I also added, if you remember from Justin's uh, empathy map, uh, Justin's design for the color inspiration. The platonic solids are associated with the, dif- uh, with the different elements, earth, air, fire, water, and spirit. So I attached colors to each. Make sense? I see yes. you nodding. So yes, yes, sense. yes. Okay. So my next step was to create the brandscape. So everything in the brandscape came from their essence, goals, empathy map, and the visual visual inspiration board. So let me make it a little bit bigger. I can show you what I mean. Okay, so cataplasma is all about their people. Justin will be represented in their brand in every way possible. I'll get, so, and this is the logo images that I pulled. I'll get back to it a little bit later. Um, For the colors, 
as I mentioned before, I took the idea from the platonic solids and nature. For the fonts, uh, I chose Nimbus, Nimbus Sans for the main font and Uriza for the secondary font here. And then uh, Butler Stencil, this font, for standalone and short state statements and short headlines. And I'll talk about the, uh, why I chose these fonts a little bit later. Uh, we came up with, the, with an idea to create influencer outfits from the core value that we worked on in the strategy. So on the sweatshirt here, uh, you can see how the shapes, patterns, colors, and words play off of each other. Packaging, an idea for an eco-friendly pack for the jewelry, part of the outfit we came up with. And everything here, by the way, most of it are um, curated images. Okay, when I need to this, because this, I added this, but everything else is curated. Um, I'm just showing them where I'm going with the design, as I said before. Um, for the images, so uh, bold nature images to connect the modern look to nature, if you remember their uh, look and feel goals. So this, the leaf, this, and this. Showing transformation here and here in a fun way to capture their tribe's imagination and understanding on where they can go with Cataplasma's help. Brand certificate, this one, using the golden ratio idea as a design element. You like it? Yes. <laughs> Diane, I see your face. I'm sorry, I don't see anybody else. Um, inside of their material to convey the roots to an ancient wisdom and website here and here, uh, creating a warm and rustic look. Okay. That's awesome. Thank you. So I included this third step under translating words into images to make sure you align with your client through all the steps leading to creating the visual design. Make sure to check with your client every step of the way. You want her to be invested as you are. Explain what you're showing her. Talk about why you chose this direction. Make her part of the process. Your client will feel taken care of, seen, and heard. How do you do that? What you, you're designing is rooted in the strategy you did together, in her words as we discussed, uh, as we talked about. And she will feel she made the right decision and can trust you to go forward with the process. Explain how you came up with the idea for the design. Show the starting point and take your client along on the journey that got you to your design solution. Get creative. Step three, create visual design. There is, oops, sorry. There is one step to creating the visual design. Design the brand identity. At this point, you know who the brand is and what it stands for. You came up with the essence of the company, the goals for the look and feel, and the direction of the design. You created the empathy map and the brandscape. All the scaffolding you did so far has led you to this point. 
Now it's time to put everything together. This is when your design abilities shine. How do you do that? After running strategy, digging deep into your client and the company backstory, researching their ideal client and creating your client's brand book and roadmap, you should be completely immersed in the process. You get to know, to know all the details very well. At this stage, I start designing the logo. When I design a logo, I look at the overlap of the company and their customer. Where did it all start? Why did it start? What's their uniqueness? What's their vision? Who's their ideal client? What's the customer's starting point? What's their transformation? What does the company want to convey? What does the customer need to see? A logo should be simple, appropriate, and memorable. But there is no one solution that fits all. So I would like to invite you on a journey that I took at the Plasma when I presented the logo. So to create the Cataplasma logo, I referred to their world, the world of sacred geometry. And again, everything that I'm saying here came from our strategy, for, you know, from what we co-created together. So I created two logos for them. This is the first one. In sacred geometry, creation is the beginning of everything. Without creation, nothing can ever happen. In order to be able to create, consciousness is needed. Movement is not possible. The only thing that was possible was to expand in six directions. By expanding in all direction, directions, space has been created. By connecting all the ends of the directions, a figure is created, a octahedron. If you turn the 3D octahedron, you get a hexagon. I simplified the octahedron to a hexagon. Movement is now possible. By rotating the hexagon around, it draws a circle. In sacred geometry, all the straight lines are male energy. All the curved lines are female energy. First, a masculine form was created. Then a feminine, feminine form was created from the masculine form. Sebastian is the founder of Cataplasma. In the strategy, he said that his consciousness is blended with the universe and that he's here on earth to help others. He is the hexagon. Justin, his ideal client, is here to get Cataplasma's help to help others. He is the circle. And this is the logo I came up with. So did you, I have a question, did you go through that same thing in getting them, that was what you presented? Like that was how you, oh wow, okay, super cool, that is awesome. That's why I said, you know, you need to tell the story of mm -hmm. how you start, where you're going, and it really stems from what they said, what we came up in the strategy. This is how I connect what I do to what I find out in the strategy. Here is the logo in a different configuration on black and white. 
I wanted to show cataplasma, how the logo looks on different items. I started with small items like the stationery here and the jewelry box. Then I moved to medium items like the sweatshirt, the cup, and the sneakers. And again, I'm mixing, I'm mixing curated images and things that I create that I feel that I want them to see. Um, and then to different spaces. Okay. Sebastian said in the strategy that their system adapts to anyone's needs. Again, it's his words. So I came up with different configurations of the logo to represent this idea. So I gave him so many different configurations to show how flexible they are. Do you present the one you really like first, the one you think they should go with, or do you present the other one? What is it? How yeah. do you, do you, do you yeah, always no, do it the same usually, way? Okay, usually I, um, I give them only two logos. I give two logos. I know some people give more. I used to give, oh my gosh, seven, five. Amen. I hear you. Yeah, Me too, yeah, girl. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so, but, but which one is the one you like the most, the first one or the second okay. one, or does it change? Maybe, maybe I should show you both and then we can make a decision. <laughs> okay. Um, I want you to tell me though at some I point want, which I one you want. Yeah. No, I'm thinking because you know this is so natural for me. I don't think that. Um, so yeah, I mean it's a good question because I used to do it and I used to think about it before, especially when I worked with different agencies. But they had so many. Mm. Now it's only two. Maybe it's like having Some two people, kids. You love them both no, the same. I. Yeah, let me show you why. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. Let me take you on this journey too, and we'll see. Okay. This is and this is the second logo. So the circle or sphere, and I'm still in this uh, their world. Okay, same world as before. The circle or sphere is the basis of all geometry and matter. When two circles of equal size overlap, the I think I'm saying it right. The Vesica Pi six is created. When the process is repeated, this, the seed of life, this, and the flower, flower of life is created. By removing some lines, the fruit of life is created. I wanted to apply the idea of change and growth to the Cataplasma's logo to show Justin's journey. Justin before he met Cataplasma, Justin while working with Cataplasma, and Justin after he learned from Cataplasma, after his uh, transformation. So this is the logo I came up with. So same as with the first logo, logo here it is on different, uh, in a different configuration on black and white backgrounds. Here it is on small items, on medium items and in different spaces. And uh, the same idea as before, different configurations of the logo to represent the idea of a fle flexible system. And the two logos next to each other. Now we can talk. Okay, so I have a, a yeah. couple questions yeah. from the audience. So Prince yes. says, um, why uh, could you or anybody give a yeah. rationale for two rather than three? Her boss is always insisting on three concepts. Right. 
And I have another question too, but keep going. Yeah, sure. I do too, because I know the company so well. And I didn't, I know Melinda represent, she shows only one. I, I feel that I want them to have a choice. And I have to say, I did this one first. And then I did the second one. And many times the clients are more attracted to my second logo. Okay, I have a question. I, so it was Justin before Cataplasma, Justin after. But what was the middle one, Justin, during the While, transformation? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I love that, that just of a customer being... Uh, consumed or being uh, a part of it uh, mm-hmm. and like uh, documenting that. And I, I just, I'd never heard that. So I love that. Writing that one down. Yeah. That's what I meant. I thought everybody's doing you the did. same thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, because the first one is, um, I mean, they're, they're how you describe them both, but really it's looking at it from kind of another way. Anyway, thought yeah. that was fascinating. Keep going. To design the collateral. I look at the brandscape and the logo. Usually, usually I already have some pieces from the brandscape that I showed you uh, that I designed myself. I use the brandscape curated images for inspiration only. I choose fonts that reflect what the brand wants to convey to their people. Nimbus Sans as the main font is a non-serif round and warm font. As a secondary font, I chose Muriza. It's, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm saying it right. Uh, it's a condensed slab serif refined font. And to create interest and playfulness between the two, for standalone short statements, I chose Butler Stencil. It has uh, a natural handmade look. This is why I chose, everything is intentional. There's nothing mm-hmm. like, oh, well, yeah, but those you use the same in both. So the colors were the same, and the typeface were the same in both. Everything is that is a, they're very yeah, very similar, very similar. You you talk about the logos? Yes. Yeah, very similar logos. So in the brandscape, and and I have a question about this: Is there a difference between a stylescape and a brandscape? Mm, no. What same. about a mood board? Is it the same thing, or it, it's different because it's not as <sighs> You're, maybe a mood board's more of a feel and you're not really already choosing some of oh, those. You mean, you mean my visual boards? Or no, like some people, I'm, I, I, I'm, it's semantics maybe, um, but it's like some people call them brandscapes. Yeah. Some, is that yes. the same as a yeah, stylescape? It's just a stylescape, yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, it, but a mood board is a little bit different because you've put more time into the brandscape because you've already decided on colors and, and type right what what are you what do you mean by mood board i think i think a mood board is like a precursor i think that or maybe that's just i think if it's more like a a vision board like like i'm pulling things together but i haven't made any decisions at least that's what how i kind of use it yeah that's and that i think this these are more you know my visual boards i call them visual boards um yeah that's what they feel more and what you know to take everything we talked about just to make sure we're aligned and on the same page mm-hmm. and for me the the uh landscape or the uh, the landscape is more of the tangible translation of okay. the brand if it makes sense mm-hmm. yeah so i always check the look and feel goals essence and words to make sure i'm aligned with everything and as I said, every choice is intentional. 
Uh, here you can see a few pages from Cataplasma style guide, uh, applying the logo, patterns, colors, shapes, fonts, and images. I wanted to show you how I applied the look from the curated images, because I know it's, it's, you know, some people are struggling with it. Uh, curated images and make it my own. So this is where I told you that I'll talk about the logo a little bit later. So um, the curated images I pulled for the logo convey simple and refined look to me. And the final logo, because uh, Sebastian wanted me to change this. Ah. Uh, even though, you know, I like the other logo better, but that's what he wanted. Um, he felt that it will work better for his clients. And um, yeah, the final logo that I came up for Cataplasma. This is the transformation idea using, so here I used the shape of the Cataplasma's logo and their colors to make the, uh, make the process their own and create interest to show transformation. Mm. Same thing with uh, the stationery using their colors, patterns, and shapes. And the sneakers are part of uh, the outreach project they're working on. So even though I included it in the landscape, uh, we took it a step further, making the pattern bolder and adding the logo. I follow this process every time I design visual identity. It applies to small companies and bigger ones. It all depends on what you come up with during the strategy phase. This is how I give my clients a brand that they relate to. It's unique, aligned with their strategy and speaks to their customers. I know that if I don't design it for them, someone else will. And I would rather show my vision for the brand, especially after running, running their brand strategy and do it myself or work with other designers. So let's have some fun. Okay. So one of the main questions I get from brand strategists and designers is how do I translate words and abstract ideas from the strategy into images? I came up with a quick exercise that I hope will make the process fun and playful for you. So grab some pen, grab a pen and paper and think about three words that describe you. The words can describe what you're passionate about, what's unique about you, or what you do, and write them down. When you finish this, if you want to send it to me, um, Diane at rechargingyou.com, if you send it to me, then I will uh, post it on, it'll be underneath, uh, on. it'll be on the page, so if you're listening or watching this later at rechargingyou.com slash 384. If you go there, then I will put uh, just in the subject thing, say a not uh, exercise, and then I'll take that PDF or the JPEG that you make, and then I will put it on the, and tell me what your handle is or your website, and I'll put it underneath it. And so then that way people have a way and I'll make it a clickable link. And then that way we can all see what everybody did. 
Cool. They can can they also write something? I don't. I would love to know how it worked for them. Yeah. If you send whatever you send me, to, just tell me what you want me to put underneath okay. it or with it or whatever. Absolutely. Okay, cool. okay. So write a sentence for each word describing describing what it means to you. Okay. Then after you do that, think about each word and sentence you wrote. Close your eyes and imagine the first word. What feeling does it evoke? What memories does it bring to mind? If you had to choose a shape for this word, what would it be? What textures does it have? What color? Does it remind you of a certain smell? a place, a sound, a memory? Say the word out loud. What does it taste like? Write it down. Do the same with the other two words. Then open your favorite program in Pinterest. Look for images that reflect what you imagined for each word. Don't overthink it. Just you know, go with your gut, with your intuition. Collect the images in an empty folder and organize the images in your favorite program to create a collage. And I wanted to know if you have any questions. You came up with all kinds of processes when you were a designer, when you were trying to meet these people's needs. So right. some of these things are, are things that you're teaching us now, right? The things yeah. that made sense over 20 years of, of working. Yeah. Um, are there processes that you might use with some clients that you don't use with all, or is it like uh, they, everybody you've refined it so much that you do sort of the same thing for everyone? You know, it's, okay. So my process was so intuitive to me today. You know, I co-create with um, other strategists and designer and I teach, I teach my process to other um, strategists and designers. So, I needed to find the language and create different ex exercises to explain what comes really intuitively to me. And you know, when, when you achieve that, you can teach other people. Uh, so when I made the decision to teach how to translate strategy to design, you know, it took me a few hours to write down my process. Um, then I let it be for a while you know, this is how I work. I, you know, I come up with an idea. I put it aside. I let it breathe. I let it evolve. And I do other things. And then I come back to it. You know, I also talk about it in my workshop also. Um, you know, the next day I moved it to Myro. I don't know if people, hopefully mm -hmm. people are, uh, it's, uh, it's an online collaborative uh, whiteboarding platform. And I had the skeleton of my workshop done. And then I tested it with my beta students and now it's uh, released to the rest of the world. So the workshop, you know, this workshop is personal, it's flexible and completely tailored to my students needs because I learned this skill of creating flexible and adaptable systems from working on brands for so many years. So when, 
you know, designing a brand, it needs to be applied to many different elements to adapt to different channels and to grow with the company. So I think I adapted it to something else. So, you know, and I, that's it. <laughs> Is teaching natural to you? Do you, I mean, I, I think that you probably were doing it the whole time with a client, yeah. right? We do end yeah. up teaching. Um, was it hard to kind of reveal that process? Did you feel uh, as you're teaching other strategists? That wasn't one I of the questions, know. but now I'm I know, popular. no, it's, it's, it's a great question because I didn't, like you said, I didn't know I was doing it. I had to declare that I'm going to teach. I mean, I was doing it without knowing that I was mm. doing it. Mm-hmm. So I needed to make a decision in my mind that that's what I'm going to do. And it was a wonderful decision. <laughs> okay, so I want you to tell yes. people yes. how someone works with you because you've talked about a workshop, but it is not sure. like a, what we normally think of a workshop's 40 people or 100 no. people in a room. No, 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 no. How do, how do people work with you? Yeah, the like, workshop, what is that workshop is one-on-one. It's completely personal. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's completely what you need. We dig in in whatever you want to know more. Yes, I have a framework, but it's flexible. I'm, you know, mm. I'm a good listener. I listen to your needs and what, what, you know, what I found when I did all the questionnaires and the surveys is that people in different stages in their career, they need different things and they ask different questions. And I, this, this is the main reason that I do this workshop one-on-one. Cause I truly, I want to be there for them. I want to help them with everything I can. So that's why it's this personal workshop. It's only one-on-one. It is, so you can go to my landing page and apply. And after I look at your application and if I feel that we're a great match, we start working together. This workshop is, I mean, you need to be committed. It's, um, well, it's, it's hard work. It takes, we, we meet for uh, twice a week for two hours each time for a month. So we have overall 16 hours of working together and uh, there are homework in between, but you don't do it alone. I'm there for you all, you know, for the whole process. Um, I'll hold your hand if I need to. I'll push you if I need to, uh, but I'm definitely there with you. And I really want them to get everything that I learned in two and a half decades, you know, they learn in a month. Because you know how it is. You bring to it who you are, what you learn beyond being a strategist and designer. Right. And my intuition also, so. So why do so many, I'm going to break up the last question. Why does, yes. uh, so, cause it's really long in lots of pieces, but why do so many, um, you saw a hole. Why do so yes. many yeah. designers have a hard time uh, translating that strategy into yeah. design? Yeah. So what I found is that one of the reasons is they're not sure what questions to ask the clients to get visual cues or they're not sure how to translate all the words and abstract ideas into colors, shapes, textures, fonts, etc. Sometimes they don't feel confident enough 
because they don't have a lot of experience as designers or grant strategists. Other field, they have too many choices and it's hard for them to choose the right design. Some feel like the, uh, they copy the design from the curated images they pulled for the brandscape. And some want to make sure the clients see the connection between the strategy and the design, but they're not sure how to go about it. Um, some are not sure how to create a design that speaks to their client and also to their client's customers. I mean, they, they can't find the overlap. And um, other ones to create a design that evolves and expands to grow with the company, but they don't feel that they have the right tools to do it. So this is, you know, it's also, I found that some struggling to maintain cohesive look mm. for all the different elements and channels. And some are looking for the meaning behind their choices and, uh, make sure that they're aligned with the client. So there's so many different ideas on how, on why people are struggling. So I teach all of that in my workshop. And we dive deep into, as I said, what they want to learn more about. Hmm. And as I said before, this is the main reason. I do because I saw the pain and I'm there for them. I can give them the tools to go forward. I love that. Okay. So there are two, uh, there, there's three ways that you've given me to make sure that, so there's a from strategy to design workshop. And that is yeah. that moment eight, uh, the eight.com and then slash from hyphen strategy hyphen to hyphen design. And all that is, if you're on YouTube, it's right at the top, right underneath. If you're on rechargingyou.com slash three, eight, four, it's wow. right. It's right at the, it's at the bottom of all of this. Um, and then there's also an empathy map download, which you didn't get into um, today. Uh, but that is something else that people can, and as, as they download these, they can get on your list and find out what you're doing. Correct. Right. Do you yes, want to tell absolutely. them? Um, and then also on Instagram, they can follow you at um, Instagram.com slash Anat Rodan, R-O-A-N-A-T-R-O-D-A-N. Super easy. It's an awesome, yeah. easy uh, one, but um, so they, they get on, tell them, I want you to tell them why moment eight. Because I know I asked this as well. Yeah, yeah. Because when I found Brown Strategy, it was an aha moment for me when I work um, on strategy with other people. There's so many insights that we uncover when we co-create together. It's, it's a wonderful feeling to see it. Um, and be there for other people. So I wanted, I wanted my company name to say something about that, to have, you know, that people will have an inkling about that. So what I found when I was researching um, a name for my company was that our brain knows that we're going to have an aha moment eight seconds before we are. So when I found out about it, I mean, it blew me away. So I decided to adapt it and call my company Moment 8. I kind of want to uh, ask this question. So it wasn't one of my questions, but I, as, you're, uh, as I think about people who may 
not be as intuitive or they're like uh, not sure if they want to try brand strategy or they're earlier in their career yeah. and um, really they're getting this information. Somebody's translating it for them. Maybe somebody else has worked with you on this. So I, I think of like, if I'm, I'm not a, a amazing illustrator for logos, that's not my skill set. So I might hire out mm -hmm. for somebody to do the typography, custom typography, or I might hire out to do illustration. Yeah. Is that something else they could also partner with somebody who oh is better at brand strategy or they've done better? Like they would, the other person would do the brand strategy and then they would do the, um, they would do the design. Is that, is that kind of how somebody, if they don't feel confident, they could, work with a strategist on that of course of course i mean yeah a lot of you know strategists don't didn't come to it from design so they do the strategy and designers are doing i mean i work with strategists all the time uh we come up with new and invented uh projects all the time so yeah by the way i'm open to collaborations um, in, I'm working on a project with another strategist uh, creating a design brief for her because she wants to walk away from design and uh, she has a really unique process of how she runs strategy so she needed help to create a design brief for the new people, the new designers that she's going to work with so we're going to come up with a process for her. I mean, with, yeah, with a design brief process for her that would be uniquely hers, how much she wants to be involved mm. and um, everything that describes her process to the new people that she's working with. So, I mean, this is exciting to me. I love that. That's how it's that custom. That is that yeah. one-off that really Absolutely. helping them with what they need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's yeah, not like, I'm here. right. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. really cool. And that's a really cool, a really, um, really different, uh, you know, absolutely. I mean, I think you're fantastic. So oh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get Kelly. these last little, we'll do these rapid fire. The last questions I know we're over. So how do you recharge and what inspires you? I love to go on walks. I love to go on walks. I love running. I do it every day. I, I walk or run five miles a day. I need this space. I can't walk without taking some time for myself to think, to just, you know, be. I love cooking. I love, I have a garden. I love growing herbs and veggies. I have fruit trees. I have berries. <laughs> I love reading, creating, anything really. I mean, from knitting to silk printing, anything. Um, I love traveling, love traveling. Um, I love going to museums. I mean, it's a little hard now. Um, I love good restaurants. I really love good food. I'm definitely a foodie. Um, I love beautiful places. I have to say mostly, I love being at home. It's the best part for me, going on trips and coming back Come home. home. Yeah. yeah. 
I love that. So what, uh, this is something I asked every teacher at camp, uh, but I just want you to repeat it unless it's changed. Um, what, what is your greater purpose? And um, how are you living that out today? Yeah. You know, I feel that my calling is helping people get wherever they want to be. Um, creating the life they want to live, uh, creating the brand they want to have, doing what they love to do, and working with the people they love to work with. This is why I'm here. Yeah, and I'm I love doing that. It, you know, by coaching and teaching and co-creating with other people. Hmm. It's different than what you felt like you were doing before, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Mm. I mean, I see the steps. You know, it started as, you know, what I, I grew up and, and then I, you know, I was there in design, then brand strategy, then teaching and coaching. So I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to add, this is, I guess, um, narcissistic of me but what is your what has been your favorite part of camp so far oh my gosh definitely the community the community the people just being with like-minded people and um seeing how we are the same and we're very different mm -hmm. and we're learning from each other the openness um just being there for each other. Another thing that I love is seeing you, how you bring, no, I'm serious, seeing how you bring everything together. For me, Diane, you're such an inspiration. It's truly, it's magnificent to see it. So thank you. Thank you for making me part of it. I'm really well, thankful. Well, thank you. All right, I just want to make sure that you guys know how you can get the empathy map and the strategy to design workshops. So moment8.com and then slash from hyphen strategy hyphen to the word to hyphen design. And if you come to rechargingyou.com slash 384, all of them are right there. And if you're watching it on YouTube or you're listening on your Apple uh, or not just your Apple, whenever you get your podcast, it's right at the top of the, right underneath the title. So, Anat, thank you so much. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for the great uh, exercise that we hopefully will continue to do. Um, and then hopefully people will be able to send it to me and I will post them up. So I'm excited great. to see it. Oh and, and hopefully I'll see you later today at our camp talk in just yes. a little while. Thank you so much, Diane, and everybody. Oh, it was amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. And just so you know, next week, Rax is here. He is going to, uh, he will be talking to us as well about, um, uh, oh gosh, now I'm just blanking, but it's about, you know, when you're, um, you have a high tolerance for risk, that's him. Yeah. Like uh, you are, what do we call it? I'm going to have to look back at my notes. Rex, uh, he's like, I'm figuring out what I'm going to talk about. But it's like being instead of risk averse, it's risk tolerance. Mm. That's right. That's right. I knew I had it. I had it in my head, but I'm super excited 
Um, and so he will be here next week. This is how it is every week. So I hope you guys will join us. This is, it's a little bit of camp on the regular. This is how Design Recharge goes. So you're always a part of it. I love to see y'all and have y'all here. It's good to see some names that I know and I'm, I'm glad to have everybody back and we'll see you next week with Raxa. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. I had a blast.